Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is the weekly Star Wars podcast and this is episode 193. I hope you are keeping well and you're keeping safe and you're having a banging Star Wars week so far, whether you've read a book, watched a movie or you're checking out the animated stuff in the run up to the Ahsoka show, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a banging Star Wars week. My name's Gary, I'm one of your hosts and coming up in today's episode... We have some merch lines that have been added to San Diego Comic-Con that kicks off today. I think they had the preview night last night, which they've been doing for the last few years. I'm recording this on Thursday, the 20th of July, and I think the show kicks off proper today, and we normally get the big announcements and whatnot, um, starting today, certainly over the weekend, when they do the big panels and stuff. But before those announcements, we've got some, some Ahsoka and some other bits and pieces um, of merch that have dropped that you can pick up as the um, Comic-Con exclusives. We've then got another discount code for you via way of Comic-Con and then some other bits that have landed about Star Wars, which is some John Boyega news potentially returning to the franchise, an update on the Lando series, and some an interesting little tidbit which could be interesting around Captain Rex. So before I get into that, just to let you know I'm running solo this week. Mark Asquith, my co-host, is up to his eyeballs this week and today, so he's unavailable. He's having a busy, a busy old week. So it's just me, and I'm going to rattle through the news for you this week. So kicking off, then the first one is the clothing line, um, the Roosevelts, which has got an interesting. They, I love the way they spell their 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 brand name. It's uh, RSVLTS, the Roosevelts. They have a brand new Ahsoka collection, which is going to debut at. Um, comic-con this weekend and then it's going to be landing um, for the public um, pretty soon apparently so um, they've whacked some photos online as well everything that i'm mentioning by the way will be in the show notes there's links so you can tap through and have a look but um, the the roosevelt stuff is going to include four um uh, is it going to be an addition sorry to the four uh, exclusives that they've already announced that are going to be at comic-con uh, which was um, an, a story that landed the other day. And they're really favouring and into their short-sleeve shirts at the moment. So you can pick up these um, uh, these four shirts that have already been announced. There's the Dagobah Drip, <laughs> which is um, sounds sort of dark and murky, but it actually looks pretty cool. Uh, it's Yoda, basically, on Dagobah. We've got the Mythosaur um, shirt. We have the one called figure it out which is essentially a grid of all of the original kenner toys little bright colored um rectangles that the figure sat on on the card which looks really cool and then we've got one called parties over which is um windu holding his purple lightsaber they've already been announced and now these new ones are um are just around ahsoka so we have uh one which is ahsoka um uh fighting Darth Vader, which looks very cool. It's in like an animated comic book style. And then I can see another one, which is Ahsoka's um, makeup effects and everything, which they've used as a repeating pattern. And then there's a few other ones um, that you can check out. In uh, They've got the, the fulcrum pattern on the chest, uh, sorry, on the shoulder um, section, another shirt and stuff. So these look, these look kind of cool. 
Um, if you're into your short sleeve shirts and you want some of them to be the, almost that Hawaiian flavor, almost that bright, colorful uh, flavor, but the, also you want some of them to look like proper, proper geeky Star Warsy style designs, then these are going to be for you. So they are at booth 2913L, which is in the Star Wars slash Lucasfilm Pavilion. So like I said, these are going to launch exclusively to begin with at Comic-Con, but if you're not there, if you're not attending, like Mark and I, we're certainly not flying out of Comic-Con, uh, to Comic-Con this year or anything. So you'll be able to pick them up online very soon. And when they say very soon, it's probably within the next month they'll stick them on the website. So uh, yeah, these look kind of cool. Let us know if um, let us know if you uh, if you bagged one of these at Comic-Con. Um, hit us up over at Twitter or Instagram, uh, posing with your with your very fetching shirt. Um, these are pretty cool. So yeah, the uh, the Roosevelt's brand new um, uh, shirt line debuting at Comic-Con. Talking of Comic-Con and stuff that is landing there exclusively, we have some Lego sets that are actually debuting there. I think these were these were not leaked, but they were they were put in a publication about three months ago, I believe. But there wasn't any photos to accompany. It was just you know, the Lego group are, are, you know, bringing these sets um, live in the next few months. And um, so that the the plan was, as it uh, as it seems now, was to to bring these out exclusively for Comic-Con. But again, it's not, um, they won't disappear after the event. You'll be able to go into a Lego shop or go online and pick these up afterwards. And it comprises of um, three different sets or three different pieces. From what I can see, the first one is... Um, Ahsoka's T6 shuttle, which is, um, which uh, according to the press release has an opening Lego minifigure cockpit landing gear that's easily retracted for flight mode, um, two stud shooters and two storage compartments for tools and weapons. The wings rotate uh, around the gravity control cockpit cockpit and the minifigs um, in the set include Ahsoka Tano herself, Sabine Wren and um, Professor Huyang Marok who looks like um, an Inquisitor. Very much like an Inquisitor, in fact. So this one's kind of cute. And by the way, these are not big Lego sets, by the way. These are not um, these are not the big kind of uh, collector sets that you've seen over the years that go for like five to $700 and so on. These, um, these are reasonably, reasonably, one of them is a couple of hundred bucks, but... Um, the the Ahsoka shuttle goes for seventy nine dollars, and the next one goes for a hundred bucks. So this looks kind of cool. I like this one. The, the Ahsoka shuttle is kind of unique. So the the wings rotate around um, the the bulkhead and the cockpit and so on. And the mini the minifigures do look very cute. I must say, they do look very cute. So that's kind of cool. And then the next one is the the New Republic E wing which is a two-part set. It's the E-Wing from the New Republic, and it also includes Shin Harty's Starfighter, which vaguely got very slight shades of General Grievous's um, ship that was in the Clone Wars. So those of you would have recognised one name, obviously, you know, the, the New Republic E-Wing. That's, uh, we've seen that in, in a quite a few things. It's... Um, it's kind of like an X-Wing, but like the wings are kind of curved downwards and, you know, 
there's only two of them, but the the engines on the wings and the cockpit and so on, very very re- reminiscent of the of the X wings and so on. But the um, the other character, um, Shin Hati, she's one of the characters that you would have seen in the latest Ahsoka live action trailer for Disney Plus. She is the apprentice to Balin. So Balin is the guy that we know with the beard and looks like um, they look like they're Sith, but they're not. Um, apparently they are Dark Force users, but uh, we'll find out more when when the series lands. So the minifigures for that one, or the minifigs, should I say, is um, uh, you've got Balin, um, and then you've got one of the droids. You've got um, uh, Magistrate Morgan Elspeth, Elspeth um, Republic Captain Porter, and then the droid as well. So the E-Wing has got the retractable landing gear, and both vehicles include stud shooters and storage space. So you've got a few vehicles there of brand new stuff that's coming up to Disney+. Plus. As I said, it's all Ahsoka-focused. And then the final piece from them is one of the... Um, you've seen these before. They've done a few of them. It's the, it's, the, it's the individual pieces that come with the little stand and the little display card. And it's got a larger um, figure that you build, and it also includes the minifig, which... Um, which gets bundled with it. So they've done one of the reconnaissance droids that you see at the beginning of the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, they've done one of these. They've done various um, helmets and so on. And this one, the new one, is Chewbacca. So it's the um, it's the it's the set that's relatively tall. This one's eighteen inches tall, and it looks kind of cool. Um, you'd have, you'll recognise the box art for other things that you've seen in this line. It's basically an all black a jet black box and it's got the um it's got the name of the character in sort of the old school serif font that you used to see the star wars posters in and like i said you've got the um the scout droid and some other bits in this line they're pretty cool and yeah it's chewbacca 18 inches tall and this one is going to go for 200 dollars. so it's the most expensive out of three so this one i, I don't know a part of me thinks this looks really freaky the other part of me thinks it looks really cute. It's mainly the face. Um, because fair play to Lego, but it's quite difficult to make fur out of hard plastic. You know? So they've kind of pulled it off. Kind of looks okay. Um, it's all good. But the eyes especially are like sunken really far into the head because of just the nature of how these things are made with Lego bricks. It looks a little bit freaky. <laughs> kind of cool though, on the other hand. So this is the most expensive one, as I said, 200 bucks. And then the E-Wing set, that will set you back uh, 110 bucks. And then the Ahsoka shuttle, 80 bucks. So again, you'll be able to pick these up for Comic-Con, but not to despair. They'll be available online and in Lego stores shortly afterwards. And talking of Lego, this is a cool little story, and it's one that you absolutely have to click on in the show notes to take a look at this, because I can only do it so much justice by trying to describe it to you but over on the beyond the bricks tv um, instagram account they posted this little short video of this amazing build and it comes from this lego this independent lego shop out in indianapolis called it's a block party and they have essentially constructed the the droid factory on geonosis now, when I say the factory, it, this thing is huge. 
not only is it huge and clearly a lot of love and dedication has gone into building this, but it's got a load of moving parts as well. So it's got a proper conveyor belt system. So you see all the different parts of the droids go up and down this one conveyor belt and then you see the completed droids, you know, sort of come out and go across this other one. All these pulleys and everything, its it just looks so good. It's one of the best things I've seen, like outside of the official Lego company building their own sets and stuff. This thing is amazing. And like I said, it's huge. Like the main, the the, the bulk of the thing, which is this huge cave, um, sort of in indoor cave production line, looks absolutely brilliant. And then the top of the structure goes up really high as well. And then around the edges and the sides, they've got these tons and tons of droids and vehicles. And there's a, yeah, it just looks fantastic. So you have to click on this in the show notes, fire up Instagram, have a look. It looks awesome. It's really good. So yeah, that's, um, it's a block party, which is this small shop that just sells and trades Lego and they sell, you know, a million different spares and, and all that stuff it's uh it looks like they have a great crack over there yeah and it's just impressive very very impressive so uh go and check that out and the last thing that um around merchy stuff which also is kind of unique to comic-con which is the company denuo novo now you'd have recognized that name if you've picked up any screen accurate helmets from those guys or if you've bought a complete cosplay outfit whatever it is they actually had a stand at star wars celebration here in london and Mark and I checked those out for a little bit. The impressive, uh, the the helmets and stuff are really impressive. So um, they do make some cool stuff. And they have a 10% off everything discount code as part of San Diego Comic-Con. And if, you, if you're listening in the US, then you get free shipping. So domestic shipping is free along with this code. And if you're outside of the US, you get 50% off international shipping. So that's a really cool deal in my book. So you get 10% off everything. Plus, you get half price shipping outside the US or free shipping in the US. And it's very cool. So the um and they also have a booth, obviously, at Comic-Con, which is number 4049, if you want to go and check those out. And the 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 range of stuff is is pretty pretty impressive. Don't go wrong, it's not cheap. So this is in between like um full-on prop master stuff that you would see that's either been screen used or anything, you know, just like the, the original Stormtrooper outfits that go for thousands of pounds and and the original props and so on. It's in between that and something like the Black Series line where you can buy like Vader's helmet or Stormtrooper helmet or Mando's helmet for around sort of 100 to 150 pounds or $50. This is in between that. So as an example, the Mandalorian Battle Damage helmet, which is up for pre-order at the minute, or they do a version which is the 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 muddy sort of version as well. They do Kylo Ren's helmet from The Force Awakens. They do Finn's helmet, um, which is the 2187 with the, the blood smears down the front and so on. Or you can get Mandalorian's shiny Beskar helmet. All of these helmets, they run for um, just under £500. Um, so in dollars, that's probably like, you know, $600, $650. But they all do... They look pretty impressive now. With the um, the new Anovo stuff, I read this somewhere. I don't think it's, I especially like the outfits that you can buy from the neck down. If you were looking to pick up an an outfit that you wanted to get involved with, like official trooping, like if you wanted to, 
if this was something you were thinking of buying to go into the 501st or something like that. I could be wrong, but I don't think these are that screen accurate. I, I think you'd have to, to, to go elsewhere for that. But if you're looking for some sweet collectibles to stick up on the on the on the bookshelf or if you've got one of those ikea kallax units or whatever these helmets fit beautifully into those but they've got loads of them now absolutely tons so the ones i've just mentioned they've also got the the captain cardinal um first order helmet up for pre-order they've got the Django fet stuff they've got the um 501st clone trooper helmet they've got bo katan's helmet from the mandalorian they've got the rogue one death trooper helmet which is very cool and they've also got like standard stuff, you know, like the standard um, first order stormtrooper stuff. You've got the um, things like that. But they also branch out and do these other cool ones as well. One of the best ones is the Star Wars Imperial Royal Guard from Return of the Jedi and so on. They've also got the Inferno Squad Commander Helmet from the Star Wars Battlefront 2 video game. And then you've got a bunch of like X-Wing pilot helmets just so many cool things. And then the outfits and stuff, like I said, you can get Cassian Outdoor, Cassian Andor's outfit. You can get an Admiral tunic from Rogue One. <laughs> you can get Luke Skywalker's Bespin jacket from The Empire Strikes Back. Loads of cool stuff. I could go on forever. A big fan of their stuff. So 10% off on the website. Link is in the show notes. Uh, and then you get the discount on the shipping as well. So go and check that out. Before I crack on with the last few stories... Just to let you know that Mark and I put a new episode of Spark of Rebellion out every single Saturday. So make sure you are following or subscribing in your preferred podcast app of choice so you don't miss an episode when it lands every Friday. You can go to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen and that will direct you to all the popular directories and so on. But we're on all the big ones, things like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, TuneIn, Pocket Casts, all of those things you can find us on there. So make sure you're following and if you listen to podcasts while you're at work, if you use a computer a lot, then you can listen to us via your browser as well. Just sparkofrebellion.com. All the episodes are there for you to listen to. And we're on the socials too, mainly Instagram and Twitter these days. So you can get to us via sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter or forward slash Instagram. And we are also dabbling with threads at the minute. So we've literally just landed on there. We'll see how that goes, but we might start posting some some regular content over there so you can find us on there as well you can do that via our instagram or just hop onto threads and and search for spark of rebellion and lastly if you like sor and you want to you want to support us you can do that via our new support page which comes via our podcast host over at captivate and you can get there via again the website sparkrebellion.com forward slash support we have a couple of tiers there each three bucks, you just choose your light or your dark side. And to those of you that support us either on our old Patreon still or those of you that are signed up on the new Captivate support system, then thank you so much for your for your continued support. You guys are so cool. Thank you very much. And there's a wee sort of disclaimer. Everything that we that comes into us via our um, support, we put back into the podcast via one of two ways, generally speaking. 90% of that is... We will use that to either purchase new podcasting equipment or if there's some new um, software or tech to enable us to continue to put content out, then we will we will pick that up and so on. So it gets reinvested back into the podcast. And then the other 10%, Mark might argue differently. 
because <laughs> he's a bigger drinker than I am. But if we're at a convention or having a meetup, then uh, we'll buy ourselves a beer on you guys. So yeah, beer money and um, and most of it, pretty much all of it back on uh, the podcasting tech and all that stuff. So thank you very much to those of you that support. And if you want to support us, that's sparkrebellion.com forward slash support. Right, last few news stories. John Boyega, he's back doing interviews about Star Wars. Uh, this comes via way of Tech Radar. And this was initially to promote the new film that's just landed for him on Netflix called They Cloned Tyrone. And inevitably they're asking about Star Wars. There's a there's a rule that is is just something that happens with every single actor that stars in a Star Wars movie. And that is, and I'm sure their agents tell them this and everybody around them. But once you start, it's it's exactly the same as Doctor Who. Once you star in Star Wars or in Doctor Who, for the rest of your career, and that's not an over-exaggeration, for the rest of your career, you will always be asked about Star Wars or Doctor Who. So Netflix is doing promotion, um, sorry, Bayega is doing promotion for Netflix for this new movie. And of course, the questions move on to Star Wars. This one was a bit of a, nothing too deep with this one. He was basically just asked, look, would you return to the franchise um, as Finn? And it was one of the first times in a while, admittedly, that he's opened up a little bit about this. So if we cast our minds back to September 2020, he did a really big interview with GQ where he kind of cut loose a little bit. He was asked about Star Wars, asked about some of the backlash that his character received via socials and online, as well as um, a couple of other characters, um, either um, because of, you know, people of colour or ethnicity, whatever it is. And um, he kind of cut loose a little bit. He he said he was the only cast member who had a very unique experience of making Star Wars because of his race. And he said, he, he was just like, let's leave it there, because he said it makes him angry uh, with a process like that, it makes you much more militant because it changes you because you realise that I got given this opportunity, but I'm in an industry that I wasn't that wasn't ready for me. That's essentially what he said back in 2020. He then went on to say in that same interview that nobody else in the cast had people saying that they were going to boycott the movie because they were in it. Nobody else had the uproar and the death threats sent to their Instagram DMs and social media saying black this and black that and you shouldn't be a stormtrooper, etc. Nobody else had that experience, but yet people are surprised that I'm this way, and that's why um, he was frustrated. So that was the interview back in 2020. Fast forward to now, ask him about it. He then says in this new one that those comments were a few years ago, so they were the subject of that particular project and what was going on at the time, but now he says he's open to all characters and scripts that are enjoyable, have a great cast attached, and a terrific director. So he said, yes, I'm open to all opportunities. So there's a little bit of, maybe there's a little bit of timing associated with this one. I'm not quite sure. It does, there's a part of my brain that thinks, why now? Why Why would you all of a sudden open up to people asking you? Because he must get asked that quite a lot. This is not unique to this interview on Tech Radar about uh, a film and something unrelated to Star Wars. 
he must get this question a lot like would you come back as finn you know would you you know would you do that and he's always uh, his agent has always said look happy to do interviews everything it's all good but we're not talking star wars or he has just sort of diverted and and skirted around it so this is the first time he's actually said with any kind of um any kind of answer that's not leaning towards the whole race backlash thing that he would actually be open to returning to star wars and He's open to opportunities and all that stuff. So I think the timing has something to do with it. I would say, and probably a lot of people have also joined the dots here, that this is likely something to do with some upcoming Star Wars projects. I would Another thing I would say is, if Daisy Ridley hadn't have agreed to come back and play Rey in the new Star Wars film, the, the, the new Jedi Order film that's out, I think, 2026? 25, 26. I think if that hadn't have happened and he was asked this question again, he'd probably be like, mm, nah, sod off. But I think because, and I, I believe, I've obviously, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't know these people personally, but just what you see out and about, I believe that he's very, very good friends with Daisy Ridley. So it kind of feels like one of two things. First of all, the timing's quite apt. So the fact that they've announced new Star Wars films and one of them stars one of the people that he was with throughout the entire sequel trilogy and also has a few unanswered questions going on, most notably that we saw in The Rise of Skywalker, um, that it hinted that he was Force-sensitive. Certainly not any sort of Jedi status, but he was Force-sensitive. So there's some things to go along there and just his character in general, I think, could be good to flesh that out a little bit post Rise of Skywalker. The other thing is one of his best mates has just agreed to go back on. So that kind of, um, you know, there's there's safety in numbers, <laughs> basically. So instead of him trying to elude in interviews, like, yeah, I'd come back as Finn and he's out on the ledge by himself. That's not the case. You know, one of his mates has sort of took the plunge already by themselves. And now it's like the water's a bit warmer now. You know, it's, it's all good. So anyway, this is by no means like we always we we don't do all the whole um, rumor rubbish and bollocks here on SOR. We don't do the clickbaity things, so we're not about to tell you that John Boyega is definitely returning as Finn in Star Wars. This is just one of those things that kind of leans into okay. We can see that this could be a sort of a slow burn leading up to an announcement, probably in a few years' time, about Boyega returning as Finn. And uh, this came via way of JediNews.com, um, by the way, and um, and uh, and uh, James Burns, who runs most of the articles over there. He he's you know along the same wavelength. He's like, that's no real surprise. Wonder how long before we hear he's starring alongside Daisy Ridley in the film set fifteen years after the events of Rise, Score, uh, Rise Skywalker, Episode Ten. Anyone? So there we go. Bye, Jaeger thinking about coming back if the opportunity is there moving on to the lando series mark and i spoke about this a couple of months ago because there was a whole slew of projects that kathleen kennedy had announced we kind of gave them a little bit of stick because generally speaking at the investor days or any kind of pertinent event when it's they they sort of have the 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 huge screen behind them and on that screen is about 50 million 
logos for upcoming films and Disney Plus series, you know, that they're in development and stuff that's coming out and they give the timeline, all that, all that stuff. And nine times out of 10, fast forward a year, those projects have been scrubbed, dates have been moved, things have been cancelled. It's a bit of a mess. So the last time they did that, Kathleen Kennedy was asked about the Lando series and she said, I'm not putting words in her mouth. She said that it was still in active development. She said, um, you know, someone said, well, you know, what's going on with this Lando series? We've heard nothing for ages. And she said, yep, it's still, it's still happening. So I don't know. Cause now the, the guy that sort of has laid all the groundwork for it, a guy called Justin Simeon, uh, he was asked about it. So again, this is what, <laughs> uh, in an interview with the direct again, to promote a completely different thing. I'm related to Star Wars. Did I tell you? Anytime that you're involved with Star Wars, it doesn't matter what else you're working on. Every time you're interviewed, especially at these press junkets and so on, the topic of conversation will always come back to Star Wars. Anyway, he's doing another thing. But the conversation moved on to Star Wars. And he basically said, dude, what's going on with the Lando series? It's disappeared into the void, as a lot of projects have done. <coughs> Rogue Squadron. It's a name but one. He said, and this is quite insightful. He said, I certainly poured my heart and spent a lot of time working with them to put together a really great show. It feels like everybody loves it. And, you know, I was told we had to uh, put a pause on it because of scheduling. And the next update I got, which was in 2020, some years ago. So I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with it. So basically what he's saying is they did a bunch of work on it, got it to a point where it's like, this is sweet. Everyone likes, likes, likes the, the concepts. Everything sounds good. But then because of scheduling, he was told to whack it on, on pause. He was told that back in 2020, and he's heard nothing since. So he has no idea what's going on. And that's it. So the, we've kind of got, not kind of, we definitely have two opposing um, reactions here. On one hand, you've got Kathleen Kennedy, who was asked about it and said, yep, the series is still happening. Yet the guy that's put it all together, who was working on it back in, it sounds like probably 2018, 2019, did a bunch of work, got it all together, probably ready to press the green button and get it rocking, has said that he was told to pause it a few years ago, and he's heard nothing since. So from his point of view, it sounds like if you were to say to him, look, definitively, just give us a yes or no, is Lando in, is still happening? He'd probably say no, whereas Kathleen would say yes. So I think it's safe to say that the Lando series has binned been binned off proper and uh, which is a shame because um donald glover was actually a really good young lando he was really good in that role so it's a shame that we're not going to see any more of him and i, I would say that he'd be up for it as well he seemed like the sort of guy that you know would you know doesn't sort of shy away from these cool these cool characters and lando being one of them and he pops up recently, a very, very small cameo in Across the Spider-Verse. So he's not adverse to doing, you know, the whole um, fantasy science fiction stuff. So there we go. The Lando series. Kathleen says it's a go. 
Justin Simeon says knee. Says knee. Last bit of news then. Old uh, Tamira Morrison. Old Tamira. He loves he loves getting involved, doesn't he, at conventions and all sorts these days. He's slowly becoming the new Anthony Daniels. <laughs> He's slowly becoming that guy that he will just turn up to anything to talk about Star Wars these days. Funnily enough, this um, what I'm about to reference took place here in London a little while ago. So here in London, we have our own... Actually, we have a couple. We have a couple of, I say, quote-unquote, big Comic-Cons here in the UK. One is run by Showmasters, and it's simply called London Film and Comic-Con, which happens every July. And then we have a couple which happen at a, a much larger venue called the um, called MCM Comic-Con. And I think they do them twice a year. Anyway, I say big because I'm only comparing them to the San Diego Comic-Con, which is just astronomical in comparison. But, you know, we've pulled in some really good guests, I think. Um, yeah, on a bit of a tangent, if you're listening in the US, you guys have done Comic-Cons way better than we have for decades and I mean decades. So even from when um, Comic-Con, and when we say Comic-Con, we mean San Diego Comic-Con. But when Comic-Con first started back in, I think it was like, crikey, when was it? Like the 70s, I think? Something like that, the early 70s, San Diego Comic-Con. It was just a couple of thousand people that turned up in this small little room in a basement somewhere. And it very quickly grew into... I think the the initial one was literally just for, as the name suggests, for comic book creators and comic book publishers and writers and artists and and all that stuff. And it was for um yeah for the the adoring public to go and talk to these people and pick up merch and stuff. It very quickly grew and expanded into just encompass all of pop culture essentially, and it's grown so much now and is so big that Comic Con is a crazy weekend. Come over to the other side of the pond to us, what we do here. Like I said, those two main ones that we have here in London. And they are at a certain size now where we do pull in some pretty big people. So I think like, you know, they have, they've had all the Doctor Who cast here and various other TV shows. I've had loads of people from like Games of, Game of Thrones, um, The Walking Dead and, you know, big TV shows that they've had there. And also... The last, I don't know, seven or eight years, they've pulled in some big peeps from from movies as well. So we had Jason Momoa's been there a few times and loads of big names, basically. But it still feels like it's 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 on the cusp of being massive, but they we just haven't got the venues to support that properly. The biggest the ones that we do um, are the two that I mentioned, the MCM ones, and they're held at... Um, a venue here in London called the Excel Centre, which is pretty big. But the other one, London Film and Comic Con, is at this... Uh, it is smaller, definitely. It's the Olympia 2. I can't stand it. I used to go to Comic Con every year, probably from about 2013 up until about 2018. I went every year and I hated it. <laughs> I haven't been since because the venue's bloody horrible. Cramped, small, aircon doesn't work. Anyway digressing a little bit a little bit of a rant there but anyway Tamir Morrison he was at London Film Comic Con last weekend or a couple of weekends ago and he was being quizzed about um the future of 
what, you know, his future within Star Wars. And somebody mentioned to him, he's like, yo, dude, we've heard rumours steadily over the last few months that you might be playing Captain Rex in live action. What's going on with that? And his reply, now some people, some actors, they will, they will be told. So whenever they attend a convention or any type of event, they are typically told beforehand by their agent, look, you're going to this event. Obviously, you're going to be asked about all the Star Wars things. You're not allowed to talk about stuff that's in active development that you know about. You're not allowed to talk about your character and what's happening with that because you know anything that's not been officially announced yet by Lucasfilm, you can't talk about and you can't elude that you know what's going on. Somebody asked him about Captain Rex. He replied straight away with, I'd love to bring Captain Rex alive. I would love to. I would love to do that. And there's a clip of him answering that question. And he feels quite strongly about it. This is not one of those things where he just, you know, some actors, they get asked about certain things. The best example of this I can think of the top of my head is Simon Pegg. When anyone asks him, will there be a sequel to Shaun of the Dead? So, you know, Hot Fuzz, all those sort of things. He sort of rolls his eyes. He's like, can you guys stop asking about this? There's never going to be sequels to those films. I get asked about it all the time. It's just never going to happen to, you know, to, to drop it. Or actors will kind of play play dumb and try and steer you around and, and that sort of thing. Whereas Tamir Morrison, he's like, no, no, no. I'd love to do that. I'd bloody love to play Captain Rex, was his reply, pretty much. So click the link in the show notes. Uh, watch that little video. You can tell that he's not having a a roll of the eyes moment. He's not having a, oh God, here we go with this question again. And he's certainly not having a cagey kind of, oh, looking around. Is his agent looking over? Is somebody from Lucasfilm looking over? Is he sweating a little bit? He just comes straight out of it. No, I'd love to do it. So that says to me that nobody at Lucasfilm has actively put that character into live action yet. But he's probably spoken about it with behind the scenes peeps and producers and whatever passing references, probably when he's spoken about, you know, what's he going to do next? Cause I don't think we've seen the last of him either as Boba Fett or whatever in live action. But the beauty of that character is that he doesn't have to play just that character purely because of, you know, the obvious reason that, you know, they're all clones. They all look the same. So he could play any number of those things, but you know, Captain Rex being the most, well-known, should we say, from a certain era that links into a certain character that's coming to a certain TV show that's launching on a certain channel in the next month. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with old Timur Morrison, but certainly speaking about Captain Rex, he's up for it. So, uh, yeah, whack the link and, uh, and take a look at that. And that's all the stories for this week in a galaxy far far away let's wrap there for episode 193 thank you thank you thank you for listening to another episode of spark of rebellion and joining me as we round out all the cool stuff that's happening in star wars this week so remember to check out the booths for the roosevelts over at comic-con if you are attending this weekend but have no fear everyone else will be able to pick that stuff up uh, all the shirts and everything um, from their website and whatnot in the next month or two 
Also, check out the Lego. Exactly the same rules apply. You'll be able to obtain the new Lego from Comic-Con, but also order it from various retailers and Lego themselves shortly after the event. And the same thing for the um, uh, Denua Novo stuff. That's all available on their website and everything anyway. But if you are if you're on the fence before about picking up anything, now's your time to do it. You've got your discount code 10% off plus your reduced shipping or free shipping. So jump on that as well. And um, and yeah, anything that you want to discuss around the new stories with this episode, then just hit us up on the Twitter or the Instagram. We chat Star Wars throughout the week. So come and get involved there as well. Until next week when I'll be joined hopefully by my co-host Mark. We'll be back together for episode 194. Take care of yourself and may the force be with you always. <laughs>